invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary. You legendary. You legendary. Sadly, we got to talk about some serious topics now. Um, you sent me at five in the morning um, with no trigger warning. Mason Greenwood abusing his girlfriend. It was not um, five in the morning. Okay, it was like seven. It was it was like it was definitely like seven a.m. ish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, those days of you violate me early in the morning are over. It's gone but... though. Is COVID destroyed all this? Okay. Um, Mason Greenwood. Um, he's been arrested, and he's currently out on bail over um, allegations of rape, uh, domestic violence, and uh, death threats to his girlfriend, Mason Greenwood, being twenty years old. Um, I think probably everybody has seen the videos and heard the audio of him uh, being a complete monster. Um, and yeah, I guess um, we're going to see what happens going forward. But um, he's been suspended by the team. Nike has uh, distanced themselves. And uh, yeah, um, there's a lot going on with him right now. Um. I feel all the energy online and everybody saying it should be cut and everything, but, and I agree, like me as a person, I agree, get rid of, like cut the man or whatever. Sure. But I think it's important to at least have some sense of judicial process to let the judicial process be fully completed. And then you can make that ruling to cut him off the team. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's innocent or anything, but let's just let that happen because then it'll create a storm of like, online stuff being able to motivate decisions being made. And I think that I'm very happy that man, you took a stance saying that we don't condone his behavior. He will not touch the pitch or any, any related activities with this until everything's been completed. So that's good to hear. And um, it's a very disgusting audio. I listened to um, uh, just, it was a horrible situation and unfortunately very, very prevalent in this sport. Um, and consistent to be fair, uh, with, with, the uh, dealings and yeah, it's just, just extremely disappointing to hear about this, especially someone very young. The girl was young as well too. Just, just a horrible situation overall. And hopefully, um, she gets the care she needs because a lot of times we think about punitive, but we don't think, we don't think about the victim. Absolutely. I just hope that she's getting the care she needs in this, this whole situation. 100%. I mean, when I was listening to it, I was just like, damn, like, is he, I mean, obviously he's a monster, but I'm like, damn, is this like also part of like the growing incel culture in the world? And especially when it comes to like sports and sports fans, because the stuff he's saying is like, you know, I'm just like, God damn dog. Did, like, you know what line resonated most with me with him that he said, he said, like, obviously he asked for sex with her and he said, what do you mean? No, I asked nicely. I that was like you, the one that you. really kind of stuck with my brain like all afternoon. I was like, that's the most like incel culture line of all time where, what do you mean? Like there's people out here who are mean and whatever to you, or I'm, I'm maybe sometimes upset, but look, right now I'm being nice to you and you still said no, because you're putting in a position where, oh, now I have to say yes, because you're being nice to me. Like you, you're taking her like just disgusting, inhuman. And I'm like, Wow, like I can't stop thinking about that line because he said it with such honest conviction. Like, 
what do you mean? Oh, in his accent, whatever. But like, what do you mean? Like, I'm being nice. Like, I, I was being polite. I'm like, what the fuck? I asked nicely. Like, what? Crazy. <laughs> Caesar, one of your favorite players before he tore his ACL, uh, Kurt Zuma. He was caught on camera. Um, I did like Kurt Zuma back in the day. Yeah, before he tore the ACL, we used to like him. It's rare you're right about me saying former player, one of my favorites, but this is one you're right. Yeah, he got kind of, he was still kind of goofy. When he tore his ACL, he got kind of fell off plus ratio. <laughs> Stupid. Um, Kurt Zuma, he was, he was on camera um, abusing a cat. I don't know who he got around him. Like, whoever his homies is, whoever recorded that is like, you, like, I'm glad that you got exposed uh, abusing this cat, but if you thought that dude was your friend, he definitely is not. Um, okay, interesting take. He, he was fined 250,000 pounds, nice. and um, he lost his Adidas contract, but he did start the next day for West Ham. He did start, and David Moises did say we're handling off the field. I'm like, okay, dog. David well, Moises is like, I'm here to win. I don't care David about Moises. Moises. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that, that's great. You, you just give it to Coutinho. Um, anyway, so so big... Oh, wait, that's Aston Villa. Whatever. Same <laughs> color jerseys. Um, same burgundy and uh, teal. Um, yeah, whack as hell he started. I don't know why he's starting him. His ACL don't even work no more anyways. Probably bone to bone on that ass. Um, and then um, a shout out to 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 uh, you know the cat owner. I'm a cat owner. Shout out to the cat owners in the world. Bam's a, a ex now reformed cat owner. Um, I have I have had three cats in my life. Um, I, I've I've you know no comment, but I would never do that to a cat in my life. Like that's hor- horrendous. In what animal, country? Animal abuse. In what country? You're stupid. You're the one that saw them have sideways uh, testicles. Uh, so uh, oh no. I don't say that animal abuse is not funny. Uh, animal cruelty is not funny. Um, Humans are the reason why animals are domesticated. So they always became our slaves, our pets from the beginning without any choice of their own. So I think it's right. They at least you respect them and give them a decent life. I think it's messed up when they get abused and, and they're, they're treated with cruelty. He definitely kicked that cat and it was really uncomfortable to see. But you did send that video to me, though. What, what video? With no context. What video? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a no context there, though. That's a click and watch. That's a click you're, and watch. You're literally terrible. I'm, I'm not terrible. I'm, no, you are. What okay. if I was triggered by that? Once animal? again, you're kind of doing like the Twitter people. You're, you're taking energy the wrong way all over the place. Caesar, can Which, I get what he, what he did is wrong and not me sending the video. Listen here, man. I'm so tired of late offsides flags. Dog, I'm watching matches and like literally... You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start like counting them like as they happen. Um, I don't know what you're looking up right now, but you look excited about something, but I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> that brightness is really bright on your computer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, have, I changed my setup. Just relax. Go ahead. That thing. I don't know what website you went on. Was it the flashlight? <laughs> this reminded me of something that happened last year, but you can tell. I want you to make your point. Play with me. Um, like every time I'm watching a match, like I'll see a play and it's obviously the dudes off sides. And it happened today with uh, Inter versus Liverpool. Jekyll is like off sides, dude. Like this is not a hard call for the, for the, for the dude. Like it's not a hard call. Like he's a whole body off sides and he just doesn't put the flag up. Until Jekko like goes all the way down and shoots the ball, 
And Jekyll doesn't even like doesn't even like look or nothing. He like already knows he was offsides. He shoots the ball and just like puts his head down and walks back. Like he knows he was offsides too. The thing that's so annoying is that, and I've, obviously we've talked about this before. A player is gonna get hurt on a play that should have been blown dead a long time ago. And honestly, it, it's probably already happened. It, it did happen. So please, Caesar, tell me when it happened. I'll never forget this game. Wolves played Liverpool. I'll never forget this game, this clip. That was this crazy offsides. They did the stupid VAR flag, and this dude, Rui Patricio, got demolished. <laughs> got demolished, and they were like, oh, luckily he's okay, but he got demolished, and it was because this late flag, they just played through for a flag that wasn't necessary. I'm like, dog, like, and I remember this, I found an article from the Times, you know, uh, Wednesday, February 16, 2022, they talked about how Rui Patricio's injury will lead to greater debate on delaying offsides. I remember. I literally remember Wait, this play. Send me this article. Okay, I'll send it to you right now. It's it's from the Times, so you know it's gonna be fake. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just put it in the group chat. I do right now. That's funny. You, literally, dog. To... Like literally, there was just this this super late call. This new guy hit. It would have never happened if they damn called the uh, if they called the play off. It would have never happened. Okay, this is from last year, March. Okay. Yeah, it would have never happened if they just called it. Damn. See, that's annoying, dude. See? He probably got a concussion. Like, yeah. honestly, it's just going to lead to somebody getting hurt. You know what I remember one time? Um, I don't I feel like this might have been before VAR. I, I can't remember. Yeah, because uh, basically, like, just to elaborate. So, like, basically in the play, like, Mosala had made this crazy run. And he was he was offside as hell. But he just kept going. Yeah. And... Like the, do you remember that defender they have, like Cody or whatever, yes. the big dude? He just like barreled into into Patricio because off a of Mosala shot, and like literally, like none of this would have happened if we just called it because Mosala just kept going for the score, like he just kept going. So yeah, and he's like trying to recover off this massive offside. So it was just a ridiculous situation. If you'd called offsides, there wouldn't have been a situation where he felt like he had to recover, and then he runs into his own goalkeeper. Like here we are. Like it just became a whole problem. Caesar, I, I can't even imagine if I was Connor Cody and I seen that ref put that flag up after that. I, like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to I'm, lose I'm it. furious. I'm going to lose it, dude. I'm don't lose don't it. let Patricia get carted off. Then I'm really losing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to lose it, dude. Me? Like, I'm going like, so to be so mad. I had to go, especially the defender. I had to go and, like, do all this extra mess just because I'm waiting for you to check the booth. It's a fucking offsides. It, it, Actually, like, my favorite thing in the game is when you see that uh sideline do run down and throw that flag up i'm like damn that's g'd up and <laughs> my, my, my favorite and also that's one of the few rules in a game i think that we can leave up to human determination like yeah i, I yes do i get mad at the replay like come on dog yeah but on the tight ones like let's keep it real how, how are you supposed to get that live in the game it's our system is too slow to allow this part to happen so i, I don't think they should do that I, like i don't even like i'm not like if it's close and they don't want to do it, that's whatever. I'm, like, I'm gonna get mad if I play, but I'm like, I get it. Like, yeah, I, everyone's gonna get mad at a referee call. It's fine, but if it's these, this play is insane. Like the the one from the inter game, I saw this ridiculous dog. We don't need to do all that. Just, just it like, looks so dumb too. Like three guys are running, two on, and they're just like. Uh, uh, imagine uh, if you, imagine if you're the defender 
And like you played him offsides, you know he's offsides, and he keeps running, and he's not. But you're gonna start running. What if you pull your hamstring? It also it creates situations. Where the biggest thing that was toxic before in soccer is when players would just throw the arm up and stop running. Yeah, like already doing it. Like that, they get punished off that off top. Now with the VR, like it'd be hella weird out there. Like when there's yeah, a but- close one, some dudes walk, some don't, and they're like possible so- offsides. I'm like, what? So 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 they talked about this on ESPN FC. And who who's the other Scottish guy? There's there's Craig Burley. Who's the other one? The, the glasses guy, uh, Steve something. Stevie, Steve, Stevie, uh, Stevie. Yeah, Stevie. Yeah, um, yeah. he was he didn't mention the injury thing because he's not as good as us. But he was saying like it makes it so defenders playing a high line like they they they're nervous about playing a high line. Yeah, and I'm like yeah, back more. Yeah, that's true too because it's like you're like this is gonna sound kind of crazy, but on some level like. The 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 offside referee dude is like almost on your team too. Like you're relying on him too. Like if you you're gonna to play, call. yeah. Like if you're gonna play somebody offsides, like you're gonna do it and you're looking, you know. Mm-hmm. And if he don't do it, then you're like, oh shit! Like you're gonna start running. Yeah. You could pull your hamstring, all kinds of stuff, and then you're gonna pull your hamstring. And then the and then afterwards he's gonna put the flag up, and it's like, dog, like what are we doing, dude? VAR has literally been the worst thing I've ever seen for this sport. And now with the VAR, VAR with goal is already something like, okay, yeah. this is already dis, like the game is already ruined now because after we score, we're kind of playing this like uh, uh, uh game, whatever. And it's already annoying. I'm like, now they're going to put ads there. I swear to God. But um, yeah, that's what we said initially. Like, yeah, they're going to put, put ads. ads there. I'm like, they're just sitting here too long. The BNX should be popping ads every 10 minutes in a game you watch for free. Um, it's just the most, this should be, a, this should be banned off North America television for this. Um, but now like with this, like, okay, now we're going to have VAR on every single offsides too. Like this game, these games feel so much longer. I'm like, come on dog. Like now we're talking like two hours, two hours and a half. Like it's a 90 minute game technically plus 20 half. Like, come on dog. What are we doing here? I mean, 15, like it just, it just feels like so, so ridiculous. You want to do. The goal line technology, cool. You want to do the VAR, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just goal line, but this the offside stuff is super dangerous. Super dangerous. I'd rather get the call calls immediately, and if they're uh, worse, a uh, lower chance of being correct or wrong, and save player safety at the end of the day. That's more important, player safety. It's just annoying that I'm just like, dude, like somebody's gonna get hurt. Because okay, I was gonna say, I remember one time. Um, Dimitri Payet was like 1v1 with the goaltender and he like put this move on him and the goaltender like tore his ACL. It was the most like and one thing ever. Like he put a move on the dude and the dude just like flopped down. He like his knee was broken. But I'm like, damn, imagine that play if it was offsides, dude. Yeah, oh. no, that's really bad. Can you really imagine? Bad. That'd be really bad. <laughs> like I just remember like and I can't remember if he got like a through ball or a, or a ball over the top or what, but he was like one v one with the with the keeper, and he just did some like fake shot, and the keeper came down, and his knee just went the whole other direction. God, can you imagine? <laughs> but I'm like, damn! Imagine if that was like, imagine if he like did that, then he put the ball in the net, and the re- and the the, the, the sideline reference just like puts his flag up. You're gonna be like, oh hell no! I just got my knee tore off for no reason, and I got embarrassed. Even though that was outside, that's still gonna be on his highlight reel. Like, 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 bam! That 
injury that Patricio got, I was like, dog, he might be like knocked out. This dude got busted up in his head. Like it wasn't yeah. like, oh, he just like got mixed up in it. Like they, he was on the ground doing this. He was doing this, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh no, he, he was did. like, to- he was like knocked out. Yeah, he got rocked. He got it was a head injury. It was no, like he, oh, ankle. He got he got dismantled by Cody. Man. He, he Cody man took him out. He was doing the James Brown. He, when he first got hit, he was like, oh, <laughs> oh come on, man, that's not right, dude. He was doing the Fernando Torres. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's not funny. <laughs> why did you say the Fernando Torres? Because I remember uh, uh, Jose Maria Jimenez uh, took his tongue out. Is uh, yeah, uh, okay. I remember that too. Um. Saved his life, real Uruguayan right there. I don't know why you're saving the Spanish dudes like them. Damn, cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I, it's just really obnoxious. I really hate it, and I just like, I just really don't want to see a player get hurt. And I just like, honestly, I can't Same. imagine being Connor Cody in that situation. Like, I would be so furious, like because you're already going to feel guilty for you running into the keeper and he gets hurt. But if you just, if you do that. And then the the sideline ref just casually puts the flag up. You're gonna be like, nah, dude. Like, L- literally, you will. Like, it'll be it'll be like, come on, you can't be doing it. Like, someone's really gonna get hurt from this. Like, you literally just like put our this dude's life in danger. Like, it's not right, dude. Like, if you see the offsides, just call it, dude. Like, whatever. Refs aren't getting killed. If you made the wrong call, like, whatever, you're protected or something. Yeah, lame loser. But anyway, well, I'm glad, damn, Caesar on his research. I'm I'm really happy that you uh, found that article. That's like the first time you ever did something like that. Uh, <laughs> I got, re- what? <laughs> Whoever MLS Buzz is, apparently all the people be saying don't follow him, but I seen this tweet by MLS Buzz. He's garbage. Um, and they said, yes or no. I want to see what you think about this. Um, yes or no. MLS can become a top three league in our lifetime, question mark. I say yes. There are two groups in MLS, domestic and international. Domestically, all levels are producing more players than ever. Internationally, you need money and influence. MLS has influence, but a salary cap holds back. So what do you think, Caesar? Um, in, in our lifetime, let's say we'll live about 50 more years or so, um, can MLS become a top three league? Can I cuss? Yes. Hell fucking no. Are you kidding me? Or right, what kind of dumb take is that? Or what what is what is he? Is he on the same shrooms as Lowadowski? What are you talking about right now? What do you this is not this can't even be a top this won't even be a top league in America. What are you talking about? You're the the, the if you think salary cap is holding back MLS, you're a bumbling idiot. Honestly, you're a bumbling idiot. It takes you restructuring your entire league. You need to uh, demolish the league, abolish it, nuke it, and redo it all over again. You need to make pro reg, and then you need to pray people in America care about it. This league won't even hit, touch any, any, any of the top five. It won't even be bigger than Belgium if Americans care. America has America has to care for Europe to feel even remotely invested to look. It's just how it is. Even the appeal worldwide for Premier League is that the English people care so much about their league, and they get so and that makes the league have money. Now that the league has money, that's going to increase visibility, advertisement, appeal. Players go there. It's a whole chain. 
There's no money like that in MLS. There's no appeal for it. There's no chain. It doesn't work like that. And they have a good model. They have pro regulation. They have these teams like Leicester that come out of nowhere and make a, a Cinderella story. You can't even have that in MLS. So where we have the Lamar Hunt, who the hell is Lamar Hunt? Who is that? I don't know who Lamar sounds like a cornerback. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's an insane take. And it's extremely, extremely disrespectful to Central America, to South America, leagues that have been there since America even dreamed of soccer. Some of the greatest players on this planet have played in South America, and those leagues right now are 15 times bigger than a Go watch Libertadores final. Uh, River Plate versus Santos, River Plate versus Palmeiras, or River Plate versus uh, Boca Juniors. It's madness. These people care. They fight. They throw smoke bombs on each other. In America, they're pulling up after Target and going to Red Bull game. And they played a- NYFC's first season on a damn baseball field. So chill out. Maybe play another 100 years and we can talk again. Maybe make, make a league that's equivalent to Champions League on this side of America, and we can start having a conversation that's across the continents, then we can start talking a little trash. I think it's about establishing your own footprint on this side of the world and telling people, why are you watching that garbage when you should be watching what we have here, the domestic product? We got what's good. We got the home stuff. You don't even do that. You're excited when some dude from here goes a lead. You're hyped about it. You should be hyped if he comes over here. So you don't even care about your own league, to be honest. Your MLS bus is reporting who moves from MLS to Europe. You shouldn't even report that. Protest it if you really care. It's fate, dude. Ain't no way in hell. One hundred percent agree. Um, I'll say this: uh, three things. One, Argentina and Brazil league will always be better than um, like MLS. Brazil has a hundred million people. Argentina's got like 70, 80 million people. They're big million. countries, huh? Two hundred million. Who? Brazil. Oh my bad. Um, uh Argentina's got a bunch of people. They're they're big populations and their first sport is football. So like they're gonna be better than America no matter what. Two, the Mexican League has so much money and influence that Copi Libertadores, after Tigres won, they kicked Mexico out. They were like, Y'all got too much money. Like they have they, they have so much money and, and influence in comparison to a lot of the South American teams. So they were like, no, dude, sorry, dude. Like, like you're coming over here beating River Plate. Like, no, dude, stay up there then. Um, huh. Ben, remember Diego Godin? Diego Godin was really upset that he's not getting a lot of time right now in, in Minero in Brazil. He can't barely start in Brazil. He can barely get minutes right now. He goes in the media and says, please make my transfer to Velez happen. I want to be informed to make Uruguay's team. He didn't say, oh, I want to go to play and, and uh, please send me over to Revolution. I got to be ready for Uruguay. Like, he's like, please send me to Argentina or Uruguay so I can be in form and ready for the World Cup. Exactly. Like, that tells you already, dog. Okay. And let me say the last thing right now. The only way that MLS can become a top three league, it'll take this. It'll take another world war. <laughs> like, we're going to have to have another world war where the entire Europe gets destroyed again. And then like, maybe like we got two oceans protecting us. So like, we'll be fine no matter what. 
Europe, you're going to get destroyed. If there's another world war, Europe's going to get destroyed. And then like Brazil and Argentina and Mexico will be like so poor after that. America could withstand another world war like they did World War II. That's the only way that the MLS could ever be like anything worth talking about compared to European football, Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, and probably even like Colombia. Like, it's just not, although I'll say this, I did watch a little bit of Richmond kickers match and I seen a little midfielder dude on there. I'm like, this dude's really good. Hopefully he can make it out of there. He's only 20 years old, but either way, like the infrastructure isn't there in America. People don't care enough. It's um, a high class sport. Like you got to have money to play and they just aren't doing enough to make it inclusive no matter what. So, I mean, honestly, even like a lot of the black people that play they're they play soccer because they're wealthy too. So like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so it's not like most, it's not going to be a popular sport here. It's going to take a really, really long time. The, 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 the biggest star right now in American soccer is Christian Pulisic. Who's like a Trump supporter. Like, there's nothing swaggy or cool about the U.S. men's national team. The U.S. women's national team is dope, but I see most of the time people are complaining about the white players. So, like, you know, it's just not going to happen. When 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 USA plays high level a high level South American team, they get dogged. They get dogged. Facts. Yeah, when they play Europe, they play they, it, some of these games get a little goofy, but they just sit in the pocket. But when they when they when they play Brazil, you got Rafinha who's only scored his only goal and for his only call up in Brazil in his life was against America. Like that's the kind of games we're talking about here, dog. The the kind of talent that's here, there's good players. I've been on the show talking about players to look out for. I care about. I talk about players that have inspired me that I like to come from this country. But my favorite thing to say is there's levels to this. And sure. bam, what you said five years ago is still a testament today. Unless I even see American players playing in South American leagues and being prominent figures, not just playing like Hulk is 34, goes from China, goes to Brazil. He's top two in Brazil in scoring. That's talent. Like no matter what, that's a he's maybe chubby as hell, but that's talent, dog. That's real skill. If he came to MLS, he'd have 50 goals. So it, it did like unless we're seeing American players having so much talent that there's worldwide desire to sign the talent here and the talents proving themselves worldwide, that's when you can have a discussion about America becoming a powerhouse. That's when we become looking at America's soccer team like, oh man, like, I don't know, dog. It's scary. America's still stuck in the NCAA bracket mode. And I'm like, it doesn't work out that in soccer. It's too long. It's 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 not the same style at all. I'll say this too, like, and I, like I don't necessarily remember saying that, but I remember talking about it kind of. Yeah. Um, for sure, like when you look at Colombia or Uruguay or Peru or um, Chile, like there's a lot of good players. It's not like they just are good there. Then they go to Europe. They'll be good in those countries. Then they'll go to like Argentina or Brazil. There's not even a good American player in Mexico. Yeah. Like they'll go to like these bigger leagues, like the big leagues in in South America, Brazil and Argentina. So they'll go like, like we've seen Falcao or um, uh, James Rodriguez. Like a lot of these players, they're going to go from Chile or Colombia or whatever. And then they're going to go to Argentina, Brazil. Then they're going to go to Europe. Why? Because like, that's another stepping stone. 
Here, they're just talking about players going to Europe. So if that happens, like it's, it's only going to be a few. If these players were so good, there'd be a team in Argentina that's like, hey, we want to get that dude from um, Vancouver or we want to get that dude from uh, Cincinnati. We'll bring him down here. Soccer, is it's about money at the end of the day. So a team is going to be like, that guy is really good. Let's get him down here so we can flip him to Europe if there's a big pool of talented players. There's not. If you're looking for your players to go to Europe to prove they're the best, how can you possibly think your league is going to be better than that? Yeah, exactly. Until players are clamoring to come from Europe to America, then it's not going to happen, dog. It's not going to happen. Speaking of Africa, Caesar, something broke my heart. And honestly, it just sucks because really I want players of African descent in Europe to play for African nations. I love that. But this one's different. And I think you agree with me, yes? Go ahead and continue. But do you agree with me? I do agree with you. Okay. Now, it's a little different because there's a player in Spain who has broken a record for most consecutive appearances, which is like 200-something. He's an amazing player. Like, we're talking about Yaki Williams. Anybody who watching Yaki play, you see a you see a center forward who is smart, two footed, good passer, great awareness, good shot. Not a prolific goal scorer, but good shot. Um, did I say two footed? Yes, header of the ball, fast, strong, relentless. Plays on a team where they cannot recruit. They don't be having the best team like that. They can't go get, uh, you know, baller midfielders to serve up dudes. They got a couple good players. They got Munain. He's all right. He looks better than what he is because he's playing on a team that's not that great. Yeah, Munain's a hood rich too. (laughs) You know what I mean? But for some reason, which obviously we'll never get the answer to because people like Sid Lowe are lazy – could never get called up for Spain. I watched uh, Iago Aspas get called up until he was 32. I watched Morata get called up while he was still playing for Chelsea, and everybody's booing him at Chelsea. I watched Dagon. Um, who's that? Who's that other dude? Who's a left-footed dude? Gerard Moreno get called up. There's another left-footed dude. I think. Who, who's the dude from like Celta Vigo or something like that? Oh, um, uh, not not Iago Aspas. Um, no, no, no. Or or, or maybe um, Nolito. Some, huh? Nolito got called up. <laughs> there's some other little left-footed dude. I'm like, this dude. Wait, is Danny Olmo a center back or a forward? Who's the one that went to BVB? Oh my God! Yes, um, I forgot his name. Um, hold on, Danny Olmo is a forward, right? The dude who plays for um. Uh, he's a cam. He's like a cam forward. Okay, he plays that, forward for Spain because Spain doesn't have a forward because they don't that, call that that fool get called up. Danny Omo got twenty four caps, and that Did, Danny Omo got twenty four caps, and he plays for goddamn Leipzig. RB Leipzig. Before that, he was playing for Dinamo Zagreb. He's uh, never played it. He's never played for Spain in his life. And he never played. He, he never played on a Spanish team in his whole daggone life. <laughs> This fool's youth career part of it was in Croatia, and he was getting called up. And Yaki Williams could never get called up. Now, at some point, Luis Enrique took over the team. And I I just feel like if I'm 
some Spanish journalist or some English dude who gets the pleasure of covering Spain. I know I'm going off. Why? And I'm asking Sid Lowe on Twitter, how come Inaki Williams don't get called up? Oh, because this guy's better than him. This guy's better. I'm like, dog, you're a cap. You're watching these games, right? Inaki Williams better than everybody. But I believe that Luis Enrique or the Spanish FA did not want Inaki Williams to be the star of the team. They knew, like, what's the, what's the fool's name? Um, uh, the big buff dude from Wolves. Uh, Tri- 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 Triore. He's he's weak. Like mm-hmm. he's not good. Barcelona told him get out of here. Um, wh- what's the name? Ansu Fati. Like Ansu Fati's regular. He's a winger. That's different. He's been injured too much. And he's and he's like Ansu Fati. Iñaki has has played more. Iron Man. He's played more games in one season than the whole career of Inyaki. If Inyaki Williams is there starting in like the 2000, starting like 2018, he's going to be Spain's best player. He's going to be a super, he's going to be a star. And either the Spanish FA or Luis Enrique was like, we're not having this black ass dude be the star of our team. This Basque black ass dude be the star of our team. Rant over. Yeah, maybe maybe Luis Enrique is like uh, has some political views that don't align with you know Basque people. I don't know. I don't know. He's a super Catalan. He's super Catalan. Super Catalonian. He's had some interesting remarks earlier in his past about Castilla players and players from the Castilla region and and stuff like that. He he gets a little he gets a little goofy about that stuff. He thinks I forgot, but I didn't forget about that. Um, But regardless of that, I think there's things that we talked about where. People say, oh, well, statistics, this and this. Let me tell you something right now. Some players you need to give a pass for on statistics based upon the teams they're on. He plays for a team that's held down by only getting players of regional, regional, and regional descent only. There's not like he can just. He, it's not like the players there are just all anybody can't. You know, a Brazilian's never going to play for them ever, and and that's a very. It can be a controversial view, but it's culturally significant to the sport because no other sport does this. It's not <laughs> like New York only gets New York players since history. Like this is something that's very unique, and I think it's a beautiful thing to follow for the sport. It's a cool thing in the story that like a club is 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 basically a national team, and it's that's the only team. This club is older than the border that separates the teams that play. That, that's how old this region is. The region is before the time in which Spain and France were, were as countries and split. So these people from either side of the country are all com- all considered themselves one identity, and they're Basque. Which is what you are. Yeah, which is what I am. <laughs> um, and, you know, Inaki Williams, being the Cal Rupkin Jr., of uh, of 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 um of soccer, you know, in, hasn't missed a game in five years. Even his brother who made his debut this year, played seven games in a row, was out injured for the rest of the season. Okay, this is a man who played in a Copa del Rey that they flew to Saudi Arabia, came back, played in Spain, flew to Saudi, Arabia, came back. They went all the way to the final of Copa del Rey. That's that's almost forty games in a season for a team that has a small roster. He's there in every single game. Injury, and even, we don't even know if he's injured or not, but he's there. He shows up. And what's more important than someone that gives you uh, 30 goals or whatever statistically is someone that's there no matter what, someone you can count on. What he did put his whole body and time and patience and blood, sweat, and tears for Spain should have been reciprocated with the call out. 
And that's what I'll give. Talk mess all you want about South America like Mbappe did. But at least Brazil, no matter how many people are balling, will always call up three to two to four domestic players. And that is maybe not important to you, me, or anybody watches the main. But in Brazil, that's huge. You know, Brazilians literally be in the comments blasting a player from the local club that hopefully gets that um, call up. Like like Fagner and other players that were on the team, it's huge. It's it's huge, and I think that it's hurtful that Spain didn't do that. You're gonna give a call up to some damn Cam who runs probably a seven foot a seven a seven point oh forty yard dash named Danny Olmo, a call up over a Basque Spanish a Spanish legend who made comments before saying. That he is born here. He's born in in Basque. He's born in Bilbao. And he doesn't feel right representing Ghana because that's his family root, but not his. Last year, he said that. Last, Last year, year, he said that. And his, his is sad because his journey to playing for Ghana doesn't come from a, a righteous, pure heart feeling of like, man, you know, I've been doing this and I just don't feel, I feel like I want to represent my people. It came from there being no having to find an alternative, being almost 30 years old, 27, 28, World Cup coming up in November, and thinking to yourself, man, these only come around four every four years. Like, AFCON just happened. Maybe he watched AFCON, honestly. It was like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, he's like, I'm, just, I'm missing nothing. Okay, bam. <laughs> Maybe he's just like, I'm missing out on so much pledging allegiance to someone who doesn't reciprocate the love. And maybe he feels love within his own region. And maybe that picture we found of him playing in the Basque team got him in trouble. <laughs> we're, we're in that Basque, in that Basque scrimmage game he played. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have enough information on how it goes down in, in uh, that region. I would love to know more. I would love for journalists who live in Spain for many years, like Sid Lowe, to provide more insight and investigative journalism to get people to understand outside of the country what's going on. But we don't get that. We get a man who pops up on ESPN FC, uh, gives me a couple updates on, on, on stuff, and gives me no information on why Iñaki is not getting called up. Yeah. But Adamatorius, who literally was losing time at Wolves over Trincao, like a damn near 20-year-old Portuguese kid is boosting you on, on call-ups. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's shameful. It's really a shame. And honestly, I wish him success with Ghana, but like... Me too. I wish him success. I... I, I I I hope that his brother doesn't deal with the same thing that his his older brother's doing with. He will, um, but yeah. it's gonna it sucks because Ghana's in the group with in in the World Cup with Uruguay, Portugal, and South Korea, and I like yeah. And them. I'm like, Doug, you know, you expect me to cheer? I have to cheer for you, but it's like only one game. I can do it. Okay, guys, I don't know if y'all saw this before the show notes, but apparently there's gonna be a World Cup bid for 2030. With the uh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, let's look at look at Caesar. Didn't even look at the show notes. Wow, uh, <laughs> I'm doing dramatic reactions. No, 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 you're not. Oh, I'm a good actor. Oh, KSA, what? <laughs> Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, uh, Egypt, and Greece. What? Can we get rid of the trifecta joint? I'm sick of it, dude. I don't want to fly and be, I don't want to leave Greece to go to Saudi Arabia and vice versa. Like, what's going on here? I feel like, I feel like if you're, the teams are going to be put, I'm going to be, I'm going to have my eyeballs on who they place to play in Saudi Arabia only. I'm like, what's going on here, dog? <laughs> what does that mean? What is that? I don't get that. The that weather mean? difference between Saudi Arabia and Greece is nuts. 
Uh, maybe they'll do something. I don't know. Okay, all right, all right. Defend it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not defending it. I'm not defending it. Holly, what's what do you up, think? What's up with this trifecta? As I think maybe it's just they can't afford it. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know how Greece could even afford a bid. They got a lot to pay off that they're refusing to pay off right now. Greece is struggling. Yeah, uh, Greece can afford a World Cup since when? Well, probably not by themselves. <laughs> yeah, sorry, they will front you the loan. By the way, <laughs> Holly, what do you think? Um, apparently, I, I know like. The other bid that's pretty serious is Portugal and Spain. Ooh, and yeah. this is the other one. Uh, and UEFA is backing Portugal, Spain, although they do have a UEFA team. They do have a UEFA team in Greece in this other bid. How do you feel about this? Uh, uh, I also, I don't know how I feel about that. Three countries? Know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's going to be similar to 2026. Um, with yeah, Canada, USA, Mexico. Sorry, <laughs> which we haven't seen work yet. I'm yeah, very what, curious how that's going to work logistically. It, it always, it, it also, it always boggles my mind how they're like. I know you have to plan ahead for this stuff, but they're talking about twenty thirty and twenty twenty six isn't even set in stone yet, and twenty like this year hasn't even happened yet. But, but anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I think Spain and Portugal would be cool. I also know. I was reading that, uh, like Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, and Paraguay are also kind of uh, favored in a bid. I think it would be cool if uh, Uruguay kind of got that because um, twenty thirty it'll be like a century of the inaugural World Cup that was in Uruguay. So I think that would be pretty cool to circle it back there. You got lucky in that one. Stupid. <laughs> um, okay. Why don't you guys guess the flight time from Riyadh, capital of Saudi Arabia, to Athens? <laughs> Bruh. Um, nine hours. Okay. I'm going to go 13. It is four hours. Is it really? Oh wow! I, I was shocked. It's like basically, it's That's like, like it's like going to Seattle. It's like going to Seattle for <laughs> what? Us. The, yeah, I literally. That's not true. The world's flat. That's not true. <laughs> like literally, San Diego to like the top of California is like a four-hour flight. Like well, you know what though? I'm I mean, gonna, I, I'm dumb brain right now. But the only thing that really the big middle point is just the Mediterranean Sea, right? Is that like well, no what the, kind of. Well, Okay, so Egypt, I knew Egypt and Athens are not that far from each other because, like, Cairo is right there. Isn't Greece close to Turkey? Yes, right right next to it. But I was thinking, like, okay, Riyadh is like in the middle of Saudi Arabia. So I was thinking, like, okay, it's got to be at least be like seven hours, but it's literally five out of four hours. I was tripping. Okay, that's fine. So logist, yeah. So well, uh, so. But what log- about if you have your game in California um, at LA Stadium here, and then you got to play your your other World Cup game in Toronto? What's up so, with that flight? So, so that's what I'm saying. Like when I was whatever episode we talked about um, the USA Mexico Canada World Cup, I'm like logistically like that's insane. You have the longest distance ever in a world cup even brazil's crazy like manaus to sao paulo's crazy but like monterey to montreal is like (laughs) what like and i don't know how they're gonna figure that out but you have three really big countries in mexico united states and canada canada is the second biggest country in the world i mean half of it nobody lives there but 
I mean, because it's you know it's way up there, but like I just feel like that's like that. In my opinion, that World Cup is worse than uh, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Greece. I think that's better than USA, Mexico, Canada. I love the concept of the World Cup. I think it's sick. Um, since I was a kid, I was just enamored by learning that these different countries. It was like fun for me. It was a fun Google search every time I woke up to a new country. Um, I like the the partnership of two neighboring countries. That was always fine for me. Like like Korea, Japan was like a really cool one, right? Like you got to like it was, they did a good job and like the flight times weren't bad. It was like right there and it was like in a holding part of the world that a lot of Western countries have no access to. So it was kind of cool to see that set up and and uh, also it allowed them to both host their countries in the World Cup as well that typically wouldn't make the World Cup. So you had Japan and Korea in there too and also China made it. It was really cool. So that was like a good integration. But like when it comes to three and I, I would say once again it's fine if you're in a region like Europe, where like a lot of the three countries are not a big distance in between, but um, you can't do that in this part of the world. Like, uh, uh what, what, like Canada and and Mexico, the distance. If you're just to transfer that over to like Europe, that's like that would be a World Cup they wouldn't host. They wouldn't host yeah. a World Cup with that kind of distance time in between well, Monterrey and and stuff. There isn't. That doesn't even exist in Europe. Like exactly. So it's just it doesn't work if you have massive countries like over here. Like, but if you have a, a smaller area, I get it. I think that what they need to move towards in the future is maybe like a rebranding approach. I maybe not have like all these names. It's weird to be like, hey, World Cup 2030, where it's Greece, Saudi Arabia, and this. Like maybe they could come up with like something cool, like um, I know it sounds dumb, but like, for example, like when I was a kid, like the, the, I remember like would watch wrestling. I like when they had the cool taglines for the event. So they, they come up with like a motto or something like that to represent like what this world cup, like, I don't know, like well, the battle for them. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like just something well, cool to make it memorable. I think it'd be better than just the three names of the countries. Well, it's three federations. It's CAF. Uh, well, that's AFC, true. Yeah. They're all in different federations too. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. But but you're also talking about are you going to have to do another fall World Cup because they're doing Qatar in the fall because it's too hot. Saudi Arabia is hot as hell too. Egypt and Greece in the summer are hot as hell too. So yeah. like, are you going to have one to do has, one has water, one doesn't? So it's kind of weird right now. Well, who doesn't have water? Saudi Arabia. Well, I mean, that's a little racist, but you know, they 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 treat their water. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish, I, I wish you made me feel bad about saying that about Saudi Arabia. Make me okay. I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> Make me feel bad about Saudi Arabia, please. Okay, Holly, what do you think is a better bid or like a better World Cup? Canada, USA, Mexico, or Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Greece? You really got to think about it, don't you? <laughs> There's a lot of names going on there. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, I would say the Canada, Mexico, USA one, just access wise. Um, but I mean, I know we'll be covering it anyway with Paramount, like regardless. Like so, Saudi like, Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First Australia and New Zealand and then Saudi Arabia. But I think logistically, it's got to be Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Greece. Yeah, it's just they're closer. Just, yeah. yeah, it just makes more sense. The traveling, it, that like that's ridiculous. That's going to be ridiculous on on anybody. Yeah. So and like, do they prolong time periods of games or the whole tournament as a whole? And that like no. for that, like yeah, like it just 
It's pretty selfish of UEFA, if you ask me, or like FIFA, I mean. Also, you got to consider um, alcohol is uh, banned in Saudi Arabia, but uh, Qatar is going to allow for alcohol to be sold. Now they said that they're going to do it. Only think, on stadium grounds. You think you think Saudi Arabia is going to do it? I think they will. Uh, if they get it, I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna get this bid. Like I highly 20, doubt it. Twenty thirty, a new progressive Saudi Arabia. We'd love to see it. You know, but it'll be interesting. You never know because Saudi Arabia is splashing that money. Portugal and Spain don't really got it like that. If if Saudi Arabia is able to say okay, I, I mean to be honest with you, the, the Greece part is kind of weird and funny, but I don't really know their relations with the with the Muslim world like that. I know they got beef with Turkey, but whatever. Um, It took an L. But if Saudi Arabia is going to say like, hey, like we're going to like renovate these stadiums in in, in Cairo and Alexandria, we're going to renovate these stadiums in Greece, you know, and we're going to like make some ice statue (laughs) so it don't be a million degrees. You never know, dude. Yeah. It's just really funny to, to like, I just think that's such a weird combo. That's that's the that's the the collaboration we would have never thought happened. Greece, yeah. Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. What? I don't even imagine in diplomatic ways how they would link up and be buddies. But this in soccer, huh? I don't even know when the hell have those teams even played each other. Okay, I'm gonna keep it real though. Like culturally, they're they're basically all Arab. Okay. Well, 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 especially Greece, but Greece, especially Greece got absolutely rocked. That's why they're not part of it for real, but they would be if history was a little yeah. bit different. <laughs> okay. Now here, Holly, here's the question. And Caesar, you too. Which one would you rather attend? Like, which one do you think would be more cool to go to? Can we rank them? No, no. I'm saying Portugal, Spain, or mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Greece. Like, which one do you feel like you would be like, it'd be more cool to go to the three of us and our security team or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'd say Spain, Portugal. Okay. Honestly, I'd be a little skeptical as a woman going. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry. You, if if okay. we're with you, you'll be fine. By yourself, you got to worry. Okay. I guess that aside, I would still say Portugal, Spain. Okay. Caesar, what about you? Bam told me about animals. Um, in in, in 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 Saudi Arabia, so I don't really know if I want to go down there. What animals? Um, what talking, animals? About, talking about how cats are down there. I'm good, dog. Caesar, okay, first of all, first of all, Caesar, you've seen some crazy stray cats in Brazil. I know you have. I've seen, I've seen crazy stray humans in Brazil. But listen, <laughs> um, uh, doesn't mean I want to go there. No, but, um, I'm going to be real. I kind of want to go to... to like I know if we went to Portugal, Spain, it would just be pretty like pretty like a high chance of it just being smooth and a good time, right? We're chilling. We're, I speak Portuguese Spanish. We're all having a good time. A lot of those people speak English there in Portugal. It'll be a good time. We're vibing. Greece, I kinda wanna go for just to say I did that. Like the Greece I don't really want to go to Egypt. The Greece um, um, Saudi Arabia one, Egypt is like going to like so I can watch a video back and just keep being like, God damn, that was a struggle. Oh God, <laughs> but you only live once, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, like just for like to say I did it, yeah. Like just like when everybody was not trying to do the Russia World Cup, I was like, Oh, that's kind of sick. I'm kind of down to go to Sochi. Let's go, dog. <laughs> so I don't know. That's how I feel. But um, I know like sorry, Spain and the Portugal would just be like it's like when I went 
it's like pulling up to like the Brazil Cup. Where I'm just like, I know I'm about to have a good time in here. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's guaranteed a good time for research purposes. Greece, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia kind of like hits me a little bit at that point. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like not Egypt though. <laughs> I feel like like where would I want to go? Like alone, Spain and Portugal. It's easy. Yeah. But like with the group, Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Greece, like that's kind of a little bit more lit, like just a little bit more, and like you know, in 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 those parts of the world, you can like kind of, huh? You can kind of like have a little bit more fun, kind of, like it's it, you know, that's why, yeah, it's ratchet as hell, fucking ratchet as hell. Uh, but yeah, no, I did see baboons in Saudi Arabia, and that was I, I, I'd probably be able to to if I go to Spain, Portugal, I'd be all dressed seriously. If I go to the other games, I can go in flip flops. No one give a damn what I'm doing down there. I'm working. I just got to bring my 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 uh, my phone and take notes on there. I got to do whatever I want. Exactly. I go to the games in a tank top. <laughs> you better. <laughs> Caesar's favorite player. It's come out that he might. Well, you know, I don't know how Caesar's going to feel about this actually. Was Caesar's favorite player of all time and Holly's Lionel Messi? It's come out his uh, demands that he wanted to stay at Barcelona. Um, it got leaked. This were his. Th- these were his conditions to renew his contract in 2020. Now I'm gonna say allegedly one time, because I mean whatever. But let's let's look at it. Um, this is what he wanted. This is what he presented to. Okay, all right. See you later. Oh, the cat can't get up there. Okay, interesting. Tired uh, now. <laughs> this is what uh, what's his name? Messi and his people presented to uh, the former chair Bartomeu, hmm. which ultimately led to Bartomeu getting fired. I feel like hmm. Bartomeu is getting vindicated a little bit. So, <laughs> Messi wanted his contract to extend to. Um, 2023, with the possibility of unilateral extension. So the extension is on Messi, not the team. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, He wanted a fixed salary at 20%. um, Okay, this is kind of hard to say. A 20% reduction of the fixed salary in 2020-2021, recovering 10% of that salary in 21-22 and the other. Okay, so he wanted 20% reduction for that year's salary, Mm -hmm. but he's going to gain 10% the the next year and another 10% next year. He incurs interest, basically. No, no, no. No, actually. So he's getting the 20% back in the Uh next two seasons, but... With three percent interest per year, this dude has some mega lawyers. God <laughs> damn! Um, payment payment of outstanding loyalty bonuses with interest. A, a box at the camp no for his family and Luis Suarez's family. Big big besties. Okay. <laughs> a private Christmas flight for his whole family. A private jet flight to Argentina. For his whole family every year. That was the rule. That was that was the bottom line. Like, no way. <laughs> yeah, that was line crossed. Yeah, too much. <laughs> okay. In case of termination of contract, which would be on him, uh payment of the deferred amounts in the 2020-2021 season plus interest. 
Um, a signing bonus of 10 million euros to be paid on um, June 2023. This was the one that kind of threw me. Renumeration increase in the event of a tax increase. So if Spain's taxes go up, his money goes up. Um, elimination of the termination clause which will be set at 10,000 euros. So if he eliminates, like if he is done with the contract, it's only 10,000 euros he has to pay as opposed to, I'm sure it would be a lot. Cause yeah, like teams have to pay a lot to like break a, a person's contract to buy him out the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, some dude named Pepe Costa, uh, his renewal so that his contract would last as long as Messi's. Mm. Um, Eyeball emoji. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I looked him up. I'm like, he's just like seemed like some guy that's hanging around. Um, <laughs> but I guess he had a role at the club. But I don't like. But it seemed like he's like one of Messi's entourage. Um, and then signing of a commitment by the club to pay Rodrigo Messi the commissions owed to him, which I think that's his dad, right? Rodrigo Messi. Yeah. Uh- his dad is his manager. Uh, like, yeah. So he's saying that y'all owe my dad money and y'all need to pay it. Um, which is also interesting because if that's your manager slash agent, why would the club owe him money and not you? Like the player play, pays their agent, you know, not the club. Oh, but but if you if you sign um bonuses and stuff like that, if you if you like sign a you agents can get portions of that as well too. Yeah, but you get paid from the player, not from the club. So I don't know, like, well, well, sure. I mean, I don't know what they're trying Man to Man City, when they signed Holland, a portion of it went to the agent, uh, Raiola, and the other portion, or Raiola's agency team directly, then the other one went directly to Holland and him. That's so, crime. I know, but that, that's, that's... That's literally crime. organized crime. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that were, that's, that's some of the clauses that Lionel Messi wanted. I want to know, Caesar, how you feel about that. Me first? Yeah. Because well, I was looking up something right now. Caesar I, I'm is... also reading through the his demands. I read it earlier, but I was reading it again. But go ahead, Caesar. Caesar is 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 a, is a labor rights activist. I'm pro union. Pro. This is the first good news I've ever heard about Messi in my entire life that I've cared about. Do I want a player to? To to destroy a team with a salary, yeah. If the team's dumb enough to sign it, my friend, <laughs> if you sign that, that's your own fault that you're imploding. That's not Messi's fault. Messi knows his value. <laughs> we know his value. So it's like, look, dog. I'm not mad at Messi. That's the first time I've been like, go off. Like, if you what they say, you get what you don't ask for. So he went for it, and uh, they said no, which. Good lord, uh, they they couldn't even have said yes if they wanted. They're, the 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 Bank of Spain, which was robbed by uh, the the famous Netflix TV show Casa de Papel, when they robbed it, they said, "Don't give this money to Barcelona. There's no way you can afford this. Um, <laughs> there's not enough assets in Spain to fund this." But um, definitely some some lawyer uh, uh, mathematics going on there. They, they went off. They were you know talking about Spain's insane tax thing. Um, and 
going that and talked about, yeah, I'll take less money now, but I want this plus interest in the future. Like he was like, everybody else, you guys can finesse like PK and not paying for 35 million. When you do that to me, it hurts you more. So you might as well pay me now because it's going to be worse down the line. Actually. I don't know if those guys have those kind of structures in their contract. I would hope so if they're taking uh, uh, money, like taking cuts this season to get paid later, like Busquets. I hope they have those percentages back in the future. I really hope so because they're owed all those wages. Um, crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad that uh, it, it, it's funny that it's it's good to see that um, Messi was going for that. Insane demands. But, like I said, it, it's, it's a coming on the club to accept or not. Clearly, they didn't accept it. Um, there's rumors about them wanting to bring him back and – Laporta saying, you know, I want to do what I can. That could just be media jarable, but you kind of, we're seeing the terms here. If they bring him back, people are going to have discussions going, were you giving him, are you giving him this now? Because where is really this money once again? Yeah. Yeah. Holly, do you feel like this is coming out is somewhat damaging to Messi's reputation as someone who like has that love for Barcelona? You see, what I was I was a bit shocked about when I read these demands, um, just because Messi seems like such a a quiet like person. Like you don't really hear much about him other than like you know some tax evasion here and there and some other stuff like that. But like he's not as very loud and out there as like let's say like Ronaldo or like you always know what Ronaldo's getting down to and stuff like that. So I kind of was shocked about the the demands and apparently i was reading that only they were only uh they only refused to cater to two which was the lowering of his release cause clause sorry and the uh some sort of signing bonus <laughs> hey guys everything else is good though hey yeah i mean <laughs> Messi's like no way bro i'm out <laughs> and but it, it kind of makes sense if you really if you really think about it i don't know uh, you know, back in 2020, I was a bit like shocked or confused that when when all these rumors started uh, circling that Messi was going to leave, and then he was so like undecided for a while, and then he sat down, had that interview, said, "No, I'm going to stay for what only ended up being for one more year." Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, does this all is this all like part of the reasons why? Is it was this the buildup? Was this the start of it? Was this some sort of ex- an excuse to leave. Um, I don't know. That's that's what was kind of shocking to me because, you know, Messi seemed like a Barcelona for lifer. Like, it never seemed like mm-hmm. he was going to leave. So, but to to demand all this was a bit shocking to me because, I mean, no matter who you are, I don't think any player would have gotten that. Well, it, it seems like there's one thing that Messi loves more than Barcelona, and that's money. like and and it's just funny because of messi's like quote-unquote reputation he gets the humble like modest reputation he he doesn't get the same type of like shtick as like neymar when he went to psg yeah everybody said like oh he's going there for the money but nobody said that about messi yeah 
That's a great point. Everybody <laughs> said that all he wanted to do is if he's not going to be Barcelona, he's going to play with his best friend. The the thing was like, he's going to play with his bestie in PSG. It's all good. No one said like, oh man, he couldn't re-sign a Barcelona. He's just money hungry and, and disgusting. And then the fans were going nuts on Barcelona. How could you lose him? And it's like, when you look at Hunter, I'm like, dog, how can I sign that? <laughs> Bar- Bartomeu got fired. Like He got he let lost go. his job not signing that ridiculous contract. And it's funny because like if there's like I think the most ridiculous thing is that release clause. Yeah. You're saying that you get to break the contract For whenever you want, and it's only you only got to pay ten thousand euros. Like no, dude, we already gave you all this shit. Dude. Yeah, and also like if another club tries to break his contract, it's multi millions on the clause break. So it's like so the bio clause is multi millions for the club, but you just walk up and go ten G's, which you make. That's ten percent of your weekly salary. You could just if, say, "I'm less good. than that." Chump change. That's that's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's just really funny, and and because like there are like there are strong narratives in football media. Mm-hmm. Like it's really easy for football media to create a narrative narrative about a player. Like like I was saying about Zlatan, like it's all like fun and games. Like it's not like oh he's just being that's just Zlatan. Whereas like. They could have made a narrative about him that he's like violent and egotistical. Mm-hmm. They didn't give him that reputation. With Messi, he's had this reputation like, yeah, no, he that, that's like a that's like a pure footballer right there. Like he's mm-hmm. not like these other guys. But it's very obvious if these things are true that that is not the case. Like he yeah. is, and and I'm not mad at him. Like no, it's your career. You're gonna be retired at like 37 at the latest. You got to make as much as you can. But if that's who you are, like if you're like, no, I'm trying to get paid as much as possible. And like, I don't really care what's happening with the club. Like that's who you are, dude. That's what people realized about Kobe Bryant later in his career. He wanted all the money and he didn't care what happened with the Lakers. And that's what that, yeah, that's who he is. But the difference was that they took that leap. Lakers took the leap that Barcelona wasn't willing to do. With that restructured contract, well, yeah, that, they, they probably were able to. And yeah, they were more money, but yeah. yeah. So like, it, no. it's just funny. Like, I know that it's not going to change his reputation, no. but it should. And it's unfair that it won't, because there's going to be players like, uh, like there's going to be a lot of like if Vin- if Vinicius Junior leaves Real Madrid and goes to PSG, they're going to be like, he did it for money. That's actually that's the, uh, literally absolutely the, the next day. Yeah. Like was, he, he wasn't looking to be successful or he's looking for more money. What did they say about Mbappe resigning with PSG? Look how much money they're giving him. They're calling him, um, what do they call him? Like money, m- money Bappe or something? Yeah, or? PayPal. With PayPal, they're calling him the PayPal and stuff. It's really Mbappe. good nicknames. <laughs> PayPal is a great name, but, um, <laughs> no, like, you know, and, and, and you could tell that Messi has used that power of his security in, in the in the fandom and media he has so much security of his image and brand in the media as a negotiation as well too because he's like you it's either like you guys either take this or not because no matter what i do i'm good but you guys are gonna lose lose you take this financially you get destroyed you don't take this um everybody's mad at you for not bringing me back on a team so like you know why don't you just bring me back or whatever you know like he, he gets so much power because he is kind of like literally untouchable unless it's like some egregious, horrific crime. Um, then Messi is pretty much untouchable in terms of his 
moves and decisions within soccer um when other players do not have that levity at all um and if and like and i think another player kind of has that freedom as well too is zlatan has a lot of that like security too where he can kind of go where he wants because he has that persona of oh i just go to all these different teams and i win the league title there or whatever so like he gets that but like other players who would do that it'd be seen as journeyman or like money hungry or whatever and i think that's actually really interesting that that, that, that when I when I came out, I was reading the thread on Twitter. I'm like, that's absolutely nuts. <laughs> like, but like Bam said, I'm not like all the way mad at him all the way, but it just kind of sucks that he gets that like invincibility around him. Holly, is his reputation, is his image changing for you or no? You still love him? I mean, I, it's not like I'm a huge fan oh, okay. of him, or like you know, I'm not like a a worshiper of him. But well, who's like, your favorite player ever? Sure. Don't don't say Wayne Rooney. No, I, I don't know. Probably Robin Van Persie. Okay. RVD, this is what has one of the best headers ever seen live in my life. Yeah, the, the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, incredible. One of the best. Bam loves him. The only lefty Bam likes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but does it change? Like, like, yeah, I don't know if it completely changes my thoughts on him. Like I said, I was pretty shocked. It was pretty out there all does it seem a little grimy to you does a little is it a little grimy oh it's a bit grimy it's a bit like it's a bit like shall i say scumbagish just a little bit let's go (laughs) just a little bit like am i ready to call him a complete scumbag no but there was tendencies there scum scumbag tendencies he's not a scum lord he's not a scum lord yeah okay (laughs) Okay, yeah. I mean, honestly, for me too, I was like, damn, dude, like, I don't know. It just seems like you're a player, you're later in your career. Your team has not been like that successful lately. You would think that you would guess that with like, like when you're guessing who Messi is based on the narrative around him, this isn't what he'd be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that he did, it's like, the fact that he was demanding this, like, just imagine what his contract was before that. You know, it was, it wasn't like, it couldn't have been that much farther from this. And we've seen Barcelona get molly whopped in the Champions League. These, like, it was like past four years or something like that. It was embarrassing. And it didn't seem like he cared. Their players were like bad before then. Like, they were like, it was like, dude, like, y'all are kind of washed right now. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to take all the money. The funny thing is how me and Caesar were vindicated because we were saying this whole time, Messi's, Messi took all the money, and that's why Barcelona's not that good. And it seems like that was the case. The man definitely had a stranglehold on the money there. He yeah. Definitely, he held on to money. And, of course, the year after he left, they had, like, all the people protesting, so the seats were hella empty. So, mm. again, they're really making no money right now. They're just suffering, dude. Who are they coming out for? They're not coming out for Memphis to pay. No, I would. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary. You legendary. You legendary. You legendary.